Hello. <laughs> okay, that was cringy. Um, <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening again. I'm Mills. I'm Beck. And yeah, just thank you for coming back to our second episode. Um, we have a lot planned for you, and we're even more excited for this episode than the last one. So yeah, so I guess we'll just dive right in. Becky's gonna start with our wine today. Today we've got a Stone Hill Winery wine. Um, of course, it's Moscato. It's a Missouri sweet white wine, so it's a little local for us because we're located over here in St. Louis. This one's got hints of peach, orange blossom, and lychee. Can you taste that, Mills? Honestly, it just tastes pretty sweet, so <laughs> that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I, I'm honestly usually a a dry wine drinker. Oh, really? So when I drink Moscato, you're, I'm like you're chugging an adult. it like juice. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I need I've to grow up. I've got a pretty old palate. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I probably just started getting into wine like in the last year. Fun fact, during COVID, I learned how to shotgun an entire bottle of wine <laughs> in 10 seconds. Maybe that could be a segment. Oh, God. I can still do it if I try. I'm not going to lie. I, I think I can still do it. Um, give, us a, give us a like. <laughs> Give us a like if you want. When we go to video, maybe one night, I'll just go crazy (laughs) and I'll just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'll just do it. it. It ends up all over me somehow sometimes, and I'll have to I'll have to end up changing my shirt. But it's all part of the experience. Yeah, that yeah, we'll do that. That'll be a segment. Maybe like every other episode. I'll suck <laughs> <a bottle>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of them could be you teaching me how to do it. Oh God! So basically, you get two straws. <laughs> basically, <laughs> for the for the air bubbles. Um, cool. But yeah, no, this is a pretty simple standard bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, of course, the farther along we go, we'll probably dive into more like different things but yeah we're just and starting. the further along we go we'll get more expensive wines as we start getting sponsorships stonehill winery stonehill winery over there in missouri hell yeah we already started drinking so cheers. cheers cheers but we do have a couple anniversaries this episode so i think we'll first start with she is coming so we just got up to the two-year anniversary for That's the she is crazy. coming ep How which is not years ago I know. I, I remember when this when this came out because our friend Jimmy, him and I were student orientation leaders together and as soon as it came out we on our lunch break we we, we listened to it together. And I just there's something special about listening to an album with someone for the first time. Yeah. So shout out Jim Jam. Jim Jam. And we both we really liked it. I mean it was a vibe. It was, it was. different. It was I kinda liked that it was an E P. Yeah. I, that was I never knew what an E P was until this. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, it was six songs, so um we are gonna rank them for you today i'm so stupid at first i told becky rank the top five and then i'm like wait a minute there's only fucking six songs yeah you said i was like huh i just leave one out yeah so i was like um i sexed her like an hour later i was like actually we'll just rank them in order from six being your least favorite to one being your favorite of course it's really i like them all but yeah, it, was, um, it was really tough i'm pre- i'm pretty sure it took me a half an hour to do it i i worked on it all week <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like i was changing shit around and anyway i'll yeah. talk a little bit about that uh the ep so it came out may 31st 2019 it was produced mostly by andrew wyatt um this gets confusing a lot she has a producer called andrew wyatt and then a producer called andrew watt um um, they're two different people <laughs> and it's very That's confusing crazy. yeah it is I, I thought they were the same person for a long time they're not i'm um, andrew wyatt helped produce most of younger now i think i could be wrong but i believe that he has a little bit more of a different vibe andrew watt is more of like a rock vibe okay. i mean andrew wyatt does rock too but that's how i kind of differentiate the two andrew cummingham so both of them mostly produced it i think will uh mike will made it um helped produce yes. some of it too yes. 
She did co-write every song, so she helped writing in every song on the EP. Um, originally, it was supposed to be a collection of EPs leading to an album. That so was going to be She Is Coming, She Is Here, She Is Everything, and then the whole collection of EPs was going to be called She Is Miley Cyrus, but she scrapped that. Um, cool, though. Yeah, it would have been cool. I was really looking forward to it, but that I think the cool. fire maybe threw that's shit out of... What, that's what I thought. I think so. I think that's what she, she lost said. lost a lot of songs in that, didn't she? Yeah, she lost, like, everything. And then I think with her divorce, I think she just changed it up, like, I mean, yeah. she has a pretty good control over what she wants to do, so which is fine. I really like Plastic Hearts, and that's what came out of that, so. Right. But we did get She's Coming. It debuted at number five on the Billboard 200 charts, selling 36,000 equivalent album units, earned in which 12,000 were in album sales. This is definitely not her best, um, but she really didn't promote it that much. No. I mean, it was just an EP, but this marks Cyrus's 12th appearance in the top 10 on the Billboard 200. Um, so I guess we can just dive right into ranking these. Yeah, and we haven't told each other what they we are, so these might be a couple of hot takes. Yes. So <laughs> um, I'm going to have you start with your six. So we'll go six being least favorite, one being favorite. You can start with your number six. My number six is Party Up the Street. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. What's your favorite lyric? Um, I, okay. Did I, you think about these? I did a okay. little. <laughs> and I don't know. This song, I've never... Yeah, I'll, like, I'll listen to it because it's Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even... It's a... This song. I don't... It's kind of one that blends it. It doesn't really... I like it a lot. It's just not one of the big ones, for sure. What's your number six? My number six is the most. <laughs> my favorite lyric is, why do I hurt you so? Is it because you love me the most? That's I just feel like too. that's... I just feel like that's a very powerful, like... Yeah. Why do I hurt you so much when I love you the most? Like... For, for some reason, that just is very relatable. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, Sometimes you go you go against what wants you the most. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just kind of sticks with you. But I will say that the most was be believed to be about Liam Hemsworth, which makes sense. Yeah, totally. But I think she said in interviews that it's about her mom, which makes a little bit more sense if you look really into the lyrics. But it could be about either one. We'll never know. Maybe she said it was about her mom because she didn't want to say it was about Liam. Who knows? Which What's is funny because honestly, when I mean, I think about my mom. When I hear that song. I do too. Because like your mom's like one of the people that like you fight with her sometimes and get mad at her. But then at the end of the day, like she's always going to be there for you. Right. And then sometimes like when I get mad at my mom or say something mean to my mom, I end up feeling really guilty about me it. Because I'm like, but she loves me the most out of everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, 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 I believe her when she says that. What did you say your favorite lyric was from Party Up the Street? Do you have one? Oh, I, I know. One. It's really hard. Um, my that song, I actually looked up the lyrics. It has like six. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's just the same thing. Party Up. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I had a hard time finding a favorite lyric with, with that one too. That was my number five. I guess okay. it's a good transition into yeah. number five. My favorite lyric on that was, you can count on me, okay? Yeah. You and me, we can be okay. I don't know. That's just if like I, a. I like the the groove of it. I don't really have a meaning to why that's to a my party, favorite. You need someone to count on. To exactly. Be your party buddy. Well, the thing about this song is it's about party at the street, but it's not really a party song. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know. Kind of cool. It's very different. Sway Lee was on it, and Mike Will made it. He produced it. Um, and I think Mike Will has worked with Sway Lee a lot, along with Miley Cyrus, of course, with Beggars. Um, what was your number five? My number five was Dream. What? Yeah. I have to disown you now. I know. Sorry. I was. I figured. I have that to leave. Be some disagreements. It's yeah. Earlier, Girl, what the I, hell? Yeah. Okay. So, what's your favorite lyric from from Dream? Um. So this happened again. I just looked up the lyrics earlier. I did, and I was trying to pick one, and all of a sudden it goes, "Do me a favor." 
Oh, because that's her old dream song. No, for real though, I was when I looked it up, it had that come up. I was like, "Girl, bye." (laughs) When it first started, I was like, "I don't remember that." That's from the Hannah Montana soundtrack. It sure is. That's you have to type it in like D period R period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's. uh, I can tell you mine if if you want help. Go ahead. My because we'll get to that song on my list, but this is my favorite line from that song: "Hit the ghost, raise a toast." Pop the molly. All the girls in my room look like Dolly. Bam. I'm just like, yo, that's crazy on so many levels. But I th- I feel like I'm a more I'm a part more partier than you are. So like I yeah. feel like that's probably why I like this song. Yeah, and, that's, and I think that's why I had both of these songs as my as Your last two. two. No, that makes sense. My my favorite line can be Lollapalooza, Coachella Custies, that's my type. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I will say that me and Jim Jam, the person I was just talking about, who's also a big Miley Cyrus fan, no hate on Ghostface Killer, but also I guess a little <laughs> bit of hate. That's like the worst part of the song. <laughs> I know. I hate. It's just so awkward. It it's is, at the end it of the song. Kills the vibes of what she had going. It it's just like all random. soft and like it's like a pop trap type of type of thing, and it's all soft, and then it goes. Drugs rule everything around you. Can call me. I, like, I was like, damn! Like someone just got fucking punched in the face. Like that's yeah, that's. That what was, I, I did. I also think that that's odd. <laughs> I just called that one out for. Sometimes when when he cut, when he hops on the track, I'm just like next. Mm-hmm. No hate to. Um, Girl, me too. He was a part of the fun fact. Ghostface Killer was originally part of Wu Tang Clan, which was like an early '90s kind of rap group. And also a fun fact, which I didn't even know this until I looked more into the song, but the track is an obvious reference to Wu-Tang Clan's legendary 1993 hip-hop hit, Cream, C period, R period, E period, A period, M, Cash Rules Everything Around Me, and then the title and feature artist didn't already give that away. So it's like she samples Cream on the song and then takes, you know, a Wu-Tang member, Ghostface Killa, as, as the end of it. Shoot. I didn't know that. I didn't either. And I thought I knew a lot of shit about Miley Cyrus. I didn't even know that was a sample. But she likes to sample stuff like that. And yeah, she likes rap. So I can see why she was into that. But cool. Yeah, so that is cool. where were we at? That was your five, right? Yes. So my five was Party Up the Street, which we already talked about mm-hmm. a little bit. So we, we were almost pretty close on that one. Number four. What was your four? I have Catitude. Okay, I'm pretty close on that one. So what's your favorite lyric? There's a um, lot of fucking lyrics in that are. song. My favorite is when she starts rapping about um, the queen. <laughs> queen. Queen, queen, that's what you can't call me. <laughs> because, yeah, sure, I will. Up the party. I will. Don't worry about me. Queen. Go and get yourself a hobby. And I call everyone that I know a queen. Dude, I fuck with the, the drag the drag queen vibe. Like, RuPaul yes. is such a legend. Yes. The fact that she's friends with RuPaul is also crazy as fuck. Because RuPaul has... Is like RuPaul, I would say, is up there with Dolly Parton as legendary in JoJo. Yeah. Because like RuPaul's been around for a long ass time. So yeah, the, I, I know that whenever that song came out, I know people were like, what the fuck is this? But also <laughs> yeah. people do that a lot with her shit. Like, That's of course, true. she would just throw in a random ass drag show song up in the up in. Yeah. It was super fun and I was super excited to see him on it. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, I will say my favorite, my favorite lyric from that is, "You're just mad because your hair is flat," <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like my hair be flat, my but hair do be flat. I do be mad sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes, "I'm so motherfucking nasty." I don't know. It's just like a bop. It I, is. It is. I, and I do. That's why it was so hard because like. There's nothing I don't like about this song. There's just better ones. It kind of reminds me of Bangers in a way, too, which I really like. True. Like that craziness of Bangers. <gasps> You're right. 
It does. So maybe that's why I liked it a lot. I know I played it on the way to, when I went to Nashville a few weeks ago with some of my friends, I played the songs, I'm the Driver. You know they listen to Miley Cyrus for like you a straight it. hour, whatever. Um, They were like, yo, they were like, we've never heard this, but what the fuck? And I was <laughs> like, don't you love it though? They were like, yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> um, what was your so number four? My number four was Unholy. Okay. Number So Unholy, num- my number four, I would say my favorite lyric is, I'm a little drunk, I know it. I'm gonna get high as hell. I'm a little bit unholy. So what? So is everyone else. I just feel like this really stabs at the press and all the criticism she got when she was experimenting with drugs and partying and just acting like a 20, 21 year old back in the bangers day. Everyone was getting onto her about partying, doing drugs, but she's like, okay, well, everyone else is doing it too. Why aren't you, why aren't you getting onto them about it? Yeah, so this is, yeah, that's a super good segue. Unholy was my number three and that was my same lyric It was too. hard. Yeah, Catitude was my number three. We swapped. Yeah, we have our four and three swap. Um, But yeah, it's about her previous addiction to drinking and drug use. This is Cyrus's response to those critical of her image and those who don't condemn her lifestyle. So I I don't know. Unholy, that was really hard because I really liked Catitude. I really liked Unholy. So we just had our switched. Yeah. So your number three was Unholy? Yep. There we go. What was your number two? My number two is the mother's daughter. Mine too. Ah! There we go. One of them had a. There we up. go. <laughs> What's your favorite lyric? Read me yours. My favorite lyric was, "Must be something in the water, or that I'm my mother's daughter." Because I'm definitely my you mother's definitely daughter. Definitely are your mother's my daughter. My mother is cray cray, and the older I get, I'm like, dude, I'm turning into my mother, <laughs> and it scares me a little bit. But also, like, my mom's a bad bitch, so like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. What's yours? Ooh. Mine is that, well, look at her. She's got the power. Because, That's very powerful. Yeah, especially with the um, um, the music video for this song. The power she had in Oh, that. my God. Did you know the music video actually won for Best Editing and Best Art Direction at the 2020 MTV Video Music Awards? Yeah, I did. It should have. Yeah, that was a good video. She had all representation in that. If you haven't watched it, definitely go watch it. It's one of her most underrated videos. I don't. I think it just didn't get as much recognition to the general public just because she didn't really promote the album that much right. or the EP. Yeah, it was a very, very different music video. Oh, for sure. Well. The song is basically just about how strongly she feels about feminism, rights, and L. GBTQ plus movements. Um, And then also her mom, of course, probably. And I like that she wears the red latex suit in the video because it kind of references Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. And it's like, I feel like in the pop world, she's kind of like, like Britney Spears is her mother. Yeah. (gasps) Whoa. Did I just blow your mind? I never thought of that. Yeah. By the way, can I borrow your red latex suit to be mother's daughter for Halloween this year? It's going to be a little big on you. (laughs) It's like pretty big <laughs> I, I remember when you got it because you were britney this year and i was you britney told me you Spears. had a red latex suit i was like oh, are you gonna be mother's daughter <laughs> i could have yeah it was hard well all my roommates were gonna be britney spears so i kind of right. had no, to be that britney was spears. iconic i love yeah that. i mean yeah I, I could be again but i just feel like the britney spears was a lot easier to do because i could do the bump and the side part yeah. and all that but well i've got the curly like i can put like mm-hmm. mousse in my hair to you can do, put like, mousse yeah because yeah. for some reason during that era her hair was always fucking always wet, wet. Someone made a joke and it was like, cause she was dating Caitlyn Carter at that time. And someone made a joke that like, <laughs> that Caitlyn Carter was like always squirting on her. <laughs> anyway, that was funny as fuck. I saw that on Twitter one time and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yo, Miley Cyrus fans have no chill. Like, no, they just say whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> they were like, why is her hair always wet? Is it cause she, her girlfriend's always squirting on her? Oh my God. Um, 
But yeah, Mother's Daughter did peak at number three on the Billboard chart. It was her only single from the EP. So yeah, I, I think it's like one of her best songs she's ever released for show. Yeah. What was your number one? My number one is the most. That's crazy because that's my least favorite. I know. And guess what? My number one is Dream or Drugs Rule Everything Around Me. Yeah. And that I was figured your... we'd be pretty backwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good though because then it's like yeah, everyone gets both sides, you know. our audience some dimension. Exactly. So what's your favorite lyric from the most? Mine is the same as yours. That, yeah. Um, um, Why I, do I hurt you so? Yeah. Cause you, yeah. It's yeah. a powerful song for sure. It's it pretty is. emotional. Um, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but it is a very emotional song. And I like the emotional songs. Like, you I do. You like the party ones. And I like yeah, her I mean, I like the emotional ones too, but I'd say overall, I do like the upbeat, like. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm like a like belt out ballads in my car rather than like having a party. Yeah, that is you. You're younger now, vibes. My <laughs> <laughs> yes, always. When we're at the bar, I'll look at her up and down. No judgment. I'll just look at her up and down and be like, "You're wearing younger now vibes right now." And, and I'm usually wearing plastic hearts vibes. I feel like. Yeah, that's what we do. We yeah, we tell each other. Because she'll be today. wearing like, I don't know, more earthy like type of, which is cute. I really like, but she pulls it off really well. But then I'll be wearing like more like I feel like vintage like 70s and 80s yeah. type of wear, and so it's like complete opposite. But we it's like younger now versus plastic hearts, but in real form. At a bar drinking vodka lemonade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like if Younger Now, the album went out and drank with Plastic Hearts, the album. That's kind of how That's it us. is. That's Mills and Beck in a nutshell. That's Mills and Beck at the club. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, my, my number one was Dream, like I said. Um, we already talked kind of about that. Um, but yeah, I just can't believe it's been two years already. I can't either. It's... It's been a it's been two years, which I I remember when it came out and I was so excited and it was like she was doing kind of like a pop trap, but was wearing more like kind of classic rock type of vibes. Yes. Very, but it's like of course she would, you know. I will say it's also been eight years since We Can't Stop has released. Now it, that is actually for eight. Eight years, which is like nuts, because I'm like fuck. I'm like I'm getting I'm not getting old. I'm very young still, but it's like shit. Well, that it just actually brings in. Virtual- into perspective how young she was when she was doing all this mm-hmm. because she was like our age or younger no i think she was like 20 or 21 yeah i think it was around that time yeah. but yeah i remember when that came out i think people were shook because it shook. was like she had just cut her hair so people were were still not over that um and then they saw the music video and how it was weird as fuck and she was very sexual with herself and i mean she had just stopped being hannah montana like a year or two before that right. so people were very shook but I think if someone did that now, nobody would even bat an eye. I will say she debuted the song on Ryan Seacrest's radio show on June 3rd, 2013. She told the DJ that the tune reflects her current life a lot. She said, quote, I think I keep getting more connected with a sound that's my own. I love making music. So I've just been in the studio working. She said, everyone always judges. They say what they want. My fans are this group that's always stood by me. This song says where I am in my life a lot right now. So she was kind of going through her party stage, which a lot of people do at that time. I mean, when you're like 20 or 21 years old, I was definitely like getting into that for sure. Um, But it did peak at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and it tied her earlier track Party in the USA as her highest peaking single in the country at the time. She also broke some records. She had 10.7 million views in the first 24 hours of its release. The clip held the record for having the most views in that time frame across Vivo platforms 
After reaching 100 million views within 37 days, it also set the record for being the fastest music video to attain a Vivo certification. Oh my gosh. Yes. Go off. Both records were eventually broke by the music video for Cyrus's follow-up single, Wrecking Ball. Of course. So she literally broke her own record with another song. <gasps> with her Wrecking Ball. With Wrecking Ball. Yeah, she broke the We Can't Stop video record with the Wrecking Ball music video. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it was great. Um, That was like probably her biggest era for sure, but... Yeah, it's been yeah. eight years, and she's definitely come a long way since. It's crazy. Talking about um, that interview with Ryan Seacrest, the things she was saying, it's so crazy how she has changed so much. Like, every, all her eras are so different. But, like, down to her core, she's exactly the same. She would have said those exact same things. That she still does, today. yeah. She still does. Even when she, yeah, even when she did that sober hiatus type of thing, she was like, I mean, I'm sober right now, but I'm not going to, like, be an advocate for being sober, you know? Yeah. Because she knows that she changes all the time. And yeah, it's just been eight years. Crazy. It's also been two years since Ashley O. So has... many anniversaries. She's got so much going on. I know. And you, you already know I have these on my calendar. Of course. I do. <laughs> I actually put them all on my Google calendar so That's that we amazing. don't miss it. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yo, Ashley O. I still listen to On a Roll by Ashley O. Me too. I it's do. It's so good. It's great. Um, it debuted at 19 on Billboard's pop digital song sales chart and at 39 on the digital song sales chart as well. Um, I will say she's only now she's now one of only four artists who have placed songs. Fact about Miley. Yeah, she's only one of four artists who have placed songs on Billboard charts under three separate names. So she's actually the only one before she was 30 to place on the Billboard charts with three separate identities, which is crazy because she yeah. has placed on the Billboard charts with three separate identities: Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, and now Ashley O. That's so cool. Before she's 30. It is. Um, And she actually sampled the song from a Nine Inch Nails song, Head Like a Hole. Which she just sang at her, um, was it the TikTok tailgate? No, yeah. it's the most recent one. It was um, Super Bowl. Super- so, yeah, TikTok yeah. tailgate. Yeah. Yep. Getting back to her roots on that. Um, of course, if you haven't watched the Black Mirror episode with her, definitely watch it. Aside from even being a Miley Cyrus fan, like, it's a really good episode. Did you watch the rest of Black Mirror? Like all the all the episodes. Yeah. I've watched a few episodes, but I haven't watched like every single episode. That was the only one I watched. I'm only here for Miley <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, understandable, but no, it was great. Um, I think it's one of their most popular episodes, so definitely check it out if you haven't. Next, we'll talk about some Miley news just to catch everyone up. She's been fucking everywhere lately. Posted a collaboration with Magnum Ice Cream, which I didn't even know what the fuck Magnum Ice Cream was. I thought they were talking about the condoms. <laughs> Not gonna lie, when I first saw Miley and Magnum, I was like, is this bitch really? I was like, of course this bitch would do a fucking condom company. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, damn it. But no, it's an ice cream, but they're smart for collaborating with her because I didn't know what the fuck that shit was until she did that. It's a paid partnership. Um, It's called Miley by Magnum. So she's gonna do a performance um, with them. And yeah, tell me what that means. Her first 8D performance. Okay, I don't know what the fuck 8D was. I don't know what it is. I tried Googling it and I could not find it at all. Um, but it says three songs, eight dimensions, one performance. I don't know what other fucking dimensions there are. No, right. I tried Googling it. I don't think anyone knows. So I guess we'll Only find Miley's out. Miley's capable. That's what I'm saying. It said on the website, don't miss our fan exclusive performance from Miley Cyrus in full 8D audio. Live on Instagram at Magnum Ice Cream on June 10th at 2.30 Eastern. Join our fan club to receive a calendar reminder, blah, blah, blah. I don't need a calendar reminder because I'll just fucking know. But by the time this comes out, the performance will already have premiered. So... 
we're looking forward to watching that. We'll find out what the fuck AD means. Okay, next we have, um, she's going to be at Music Midtown. It's going to be a festival September 18th to the 19th at Piedmont Park in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, also an update with Summerfest. She has a date now, so she's going to be on September 17th on a Friday. And I really want to go, but I guess we'll just play it by ear. Yeah, we can play it by ear. Update. Mills and Beck are going to Lollapalooza to see Miley. And guess what? We're going to get fucking front row, if not really close, because we're going to camp out by her stage for like three hours before so that we get a front row spot or at least really close to front row. And I'm so excited. That's the good thing about festivals is like everyone has their own chance to get close. So I've never been to a festival before. Mills has been to Bonnaroo. And that was a, a trip. But we're only going to go for one day. Um, yeah. This is Beck's first time going to a music festival. Yeah. But I'm excited. She's going to be playing Lollapalooza in Chicago on a Thursday night, July 29th. Actually, it's just days after my birthday. Yeah. Extra so, special. Extra special. Really excited. Are you excited about any of the other people performing that day? No, not really. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Which sucked because I was like, oh, why couldn't she have performed on like another day? But... I'll take it. It's whatever. It's okay. I'm, play- I'm paying for a Miley Cyrus concert, and that's what I'm going to get. And it's really not that bad. No. Like, I'd probably spend more on a Miley concert. Yeah, to get as close as we... We can probably get pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miley Cyrus is going to be at the Resorts World Las Vegas Grand Opening Celebration on July 4th. Um, so, Miley Cyrus will be headlining a show that will be broadcasted on the Resorts 100,000 square foot LED screen, oh one of the gosh. largest exterior LED displays in the U.S., for Las Vegas Boulevard onlookers and partygoers to join in on the action. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I'm jealous of everyone that's going to be able to go. And then also tomorrow, it'll be aired by the time that we that this is posted. But um, on Tuesday of this week, Stand By You will be... I think they're going to be showing it on TV either live or like a little bit after the performance. But if I didn't have work, I would literally drive to Nashville tomorrow and go see her i can't i can't (laughs) that's the thing it's like i hate having a big girl job also are you vaccinated yeah then you could go i'm not vaccinated yet miley i'm coming she said you have to show you have to send in your uh, vaccine card to go is it a small venue i think it's just promoting maybe the vaccine i think it is that's catching you up on the miley cyrus news her appearances and all that that cody simpson was talking about miley cyrus so if you don't know, Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson dated, I think around the pandemic time, if not right yeah. before the pandemic, and then yeah. they broke up last year. They called it quits in August 2020. Yep. So they dated for almost a year, but they were really good friends before that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know when she was dating, what's his name? The mayor of California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his son. But his son is Patrick, right. and she dated him in 2015, and that was one of his friends. Like, like he was a part. Like Cody Simpson was a part of that friend group, and that's how Miley Cyrus got really close with him, I think. And then they started, they dated because they were just friends for a long time. Um, but on Sunday, May 30th, Cody shared a rare insight onto why they decided to part ways. Um, so he was on Australia's 60 Minutes, and he explained why he felt their relationship had run its course. He said, "Quote: I'd known her for a long time at that point." And not like a mentor, but always a very hyper creative person. So we, they went. he said that we went from being good friends to just having a lot of the same friends to being together for a while. He continued saying, quote, everything ended fairly amicably. And it was just one of those phases, I guess. You go through it and you learn a lot from it. 
which I think is really cool because yeah. they're being very very mature about it. And I mean, that's just how it is sometimes. Like, well, and I heard I read something that he also said something about, or maybe she said something about, like always like going to the studio and like wanting to focus on her music and stuff. Which Molly or Mill, <laughs> you've talked a lot about how um, her best stuff comes from when she's single. Because it it does. It, yeah. I think she even said, was it on Joe Rogan? Maybe it was Call Her Daddy. It was one of those podcasts. They both came out at the same time. And I think it was Call Her Daddy. I think it was Call Her Daddy also. She said, like, she's always called, like, a selfless bitch or something like that whenever she's focusing on her music. And that's when she has relationship problems. I even noticed that. I don't even know her personally. Like, I noticed, like, every time she, like, when she released Bangers, she had just broken up with Liam. Yeah. I think around the Can't Be Tamed era, her and him took a break as well. Mm-hmm. And then when she was about to release She Is Coming, they broke up again. Or when yeah. she did release She Is Coming. So it's like, and then when she was about to release Plastic Hearts, her and Cody broke up again. Right. A question. Okay. Favorite person she's ever dated. It doesn't have to be a serious relationship. Maybe one episode we'll go through of, with every, th- every person she's dated. But like. <gasps> That's a good idea. Yeah. But what's, uh, off, thinking off the top of your head right now, what, who's the favorite guy or girl that she has dated? I kind of did, did like her with Cody. I did too. But also Liam. Really? Yeah. I hate you. He's like my least favorite. I Nick Jonas is my favorite. <gasps> I know. I Isn't that embarrassing? They dated when they were like, she wrote a whole chapter about him in her book. So, and I know she wrote that when she was 16, but like, I ship Cute. still. I think that if he wasn't married, they could, they could Shit. be something. You think so? I don't. They like came back together so much and maybe not. They're very different than they used to be, but. Yeah. That's my. That's who I like. Secretly, still ship. I don't even secretly ship them. I just I ship them. <laughs> not secretly at all. And not secretly. I, I don't that. care. <laughs> um, another random fact I found when Miley Cyrus was on The Voice, so she was on two seasons of The Voice. She made thirteen million dollars per season. Oh my! Isn't that fucking insane? Yes. So. What? imagine being able to be on like a fun little talk show and of course she had to like mentor people and everything but she got to make 13 million dollars per season did and she, she was probably having a good it? time did she win it i don't remember that's something i probably should know i don't think so i don't think so either we would probably know that <laughs> exactly i will say before we move on to our next our final segment of the show i want to do a special shout out to at cyrus art on instagram if you haven't checked this out beck look at it um so they basically whoever runs this account they make kind of like graphic design art with miley cyrus and it's cool as fuck i just really like it definitely check it out if you haven't um but literally it's it's cool i'm just really into it but we are going to do a teen bop quiz probably from like 2008 2007 you know those like we would go to walgreens or some shit and i would see like a j14 magazine or a tiger beat magazine and i'd be like mom can i get this and like i mean it was only like three or four dollars but i would beg for it and then i'd get it and then i'd take out all the posters on it and then i'd put them on my wall yes Every that was a thing. Yeah, it was like a weekly thing. That would be like my reward for going grocery shopping with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to go grocery shopping, but if I have a chance to get like a Teen Bot magazine, fuck yes. Okay, so this quiz, I saw it on Out of Context, Hannah Montana on Instagram. Shout out. Shout out. Very cool account as well. One of my faves. 
I really like it. It's cool. Um, it's called Lucky in Love Quiz. And I'm going to ask Beck all these questions. Because I will say I'm in a relationship, but Beck is not in a relationship at the moment. So I feel like... So I'm going to ask you the questions and you're going to answer, okay? Okay. But it has Miley Cyrus on it. and So I think it's cool. Okay. Are you lucky in love? Take this quiz to see what's in store for your crush life. Okay. <laughs> let's see where we start. Fuck. Where do we start? Oh. So if you were one of these three options, which one would you be? One, the guy I like always likes me back. Two, I've had my heart broken. Or three, boys always notice me when I change my look. Three. Three? Yeah. Boys always notice when I change my look? Yeah. All right. You said yes. I've been totally embarrassed in front of my crush. Yes or no way? Yes. My friends sometimes have better luck with guys, not always, or for sure. My friends sometimes have better luck with guys. For sure. They have better luck than yeah. you? I've crushed on someone who liked my friend instead. Yes or no? Actually, that's, no. Yeah, that's a fucking tight. That's a, that's a tough situation if that's happened to you. So, no? No. This is your, this is the, see, Miley Cyrus is holding up the sign. Oh, there she is. You win some and you lose some. Don't worry, because when it comes to crushing, a great girl like you will always win in the end. Queen. Bam. So I, I just I that. saw that on the out of context Hannah Montana and I was like, yo, this is really how it used to be. Like oh. I would take my pen and I would like circle and be like, oh shit, I am lucky in love. But I was really like thirteen to look like a boy. Well, I, I would take, take the quiz, read the description, description be like, like mm, that's not, not what I wanted, and go back, back and, and like, well, I was kind of thinking maybe this was one of my other answers. So then we like, all lied to ourselves. Round. We really wanted to be something we <laughs> <Yes>. weren't. <laughs> I was like literally eleven. I had baby fat and I looked like I got mistaken for a boy half the time of my life. So I had like a little pixie haircut oh. and I had wi wire framed glasses and I had it straight across bags. Oh my God. What the fuck? It's because you're lucky in love. My boyfriend just tried to FaceTime me <laughs> because I'm lucky in love, I guess. <laughs> well, I haven't always felt that way. We'll find out. Time will tell. But yeah, I think. I mean, we talked about a lot of shit, yeah, and sure I really liked this episode, and we had so much Miley news, I think we'll even dive into deeper shit next time. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's going to be periods where she's not doing shit, I'm sure. I don't know if it's going to be soon. There's just so many updates. Yeah, we can. I, so what I do, guys, is I will start, like tomorrow, I will literally start the template for the next episode with what I want to talk about, because she's literally been doing so much shit. But we have some, we have some segments in store, and I'm excited. Yeah. Maybe we'll do more of those stupid little quizzes. Maybe we'll find one. That I'll find some for you. Yeah. Some lucky love quizzes, maybe. Shout out to Colton, who, guess what? Hasn't watched my, hasn't listened to my first episode yet. <gasps> yeah. Um, well, maybe yes, but like a week went by and I was like, have you listened to it yet? He goes, hate it, Colton. That's what I'm saying. Go, <laughs> go spam him with that shit. <laughs> he follows the Instagram. So I think of that, but yeah, bitch, fucking listen to my shit. Our GM, like at our work, literally listened to it. Like, shout out to Cassie. Shout out to Cassie. Shout out to all of our friends. And shout out to all the people that left a review. Yeah, thanks. Did you see all so those? Nice. Some of them were from your friends, right? Yeah. Because I didn't recognize yeah. them. <laughs> but, uh, we yeah. love our fans. The, the friends what we made. <laughs> leave a <laughs> yeah, review. Leave a review. I literally texted them. I said, leave us a review, please. And did you know what Frank texted me? What? Frank, I'm calling you up, B. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, bitch. Frank said... 
I don't use Apple Music. Uh, I said, well, you're about to. You're about to. <laughs> I, don't li- I don't use Apple Music, too, but they let you leave reviews, and Spotify does not. Right. But anyway. Yeah, thank you. For real. For real. Well, thank you guys for listening. We are excited for the next episode already, and we also have video coming to you. I just kind of wanted to – I know we are both in the process of kind of moving right now, so we don't want to, like, start video somewhere with, like, shit looking awkward around because – we're both in the process of moving, so video yeah, will be coming soon. It's only going up from here, baby. Exactly. I got tripods coming. I got ring lights. Ring light. I got. I ordered another ring light because yes. Anyway, exciting things are happening. So thank you guys. We're about to peace out. Let's clack our or clink our glasses. Not clack. Click our glasses. What? You, ah, wait. What again? Yeah, that's how I like it. Loud clinks for life. Loud clinks for life. We're gonna chug the rest of these really quick. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I almost choked. Oh, God. Didn't we have to do that for a whole bottle? Um, exactly, girl. Ugh. Yo. Side note. Shotgunning a bottle of wine in 10 seconds will make you feel like you're, like, instantly drunk. I bet. Like, not instantly drunk, but, like, you'll find you'll feel a little tipsiness, and you're like, oh, shit. Wow, that was a... 10 out of 10 don't recommend it. also kind of hurts your tummy. Yeah. But I'll do it for y'all sometime. We're peace out. Like I said, we love our fans. <laughs> <laughs>